You're listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. Hello and welcome to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral, with me, Steve Sidwell, and three time Premier League winner, Joe Cole. Coley, how, how are you? you? I'm very well. Uh, what have you been up to? Mate, Cyprus for the week. Lovely. Yeah, lovely. Was it not sunny? <laughs> <laughs> it was lovely, mate. I was, you know, I was doing my thing. Lifeguard. Boys were playing football all day. Yeah. Yeah, lovely, lovely. Nice trip. and chilled, nice and recharged. Lovely, yeah, recharged, ready to go. How right. are you, you been? Yeah, all good, busy. Yeah. So uh, let's, uh, let's crack on with our guest. Um, talking about chilled and recharged, I'm sure our guest would not liked uh, you to have been chilled and recharged on the pitch when marking you because join us today we have got one quarter of the most famous back four in English history wow he says fourth in the list of Arsenal's all time record uh, appearance holders a Gunners legend who won three FA Cups and a league title in three different generations ladies and gentlemen you're right it's not Martin Keown it is Lee Dixon (laughs) (laughs) oh thank god I'm not Martin Keown of course (laughs) there's not many people that want to be Martin Keown is there don't tell him that he'll be after you he's always after me (laughs) like that when I was a youth team player Dicko thanks for coming on lovely to to have you on Um, look let's let's start about the famous back four Dixon Winterburn Bold, Adams, you've got to put Keown in there as well. Absolutely. But that's uh, a bit of a mute point, isn't it, Dicko? Well, no, it is it, a bit. He, he doesn't like that, Mark, does he? Like, <laughs> when he gets... Because you, you, you go with Bold, didn't you? Just, I yeah. don't know, it just rolls off the tongue. And obviously, Martin was just as good a player, but he, he always... Whenever I see him and that gets mentioned, he's, his back comes up a little bit, doesn't yeah. it, old Martin? But it's, yeah. the, it's the, the thing is with that, it's the original. So, right. you know, if you've got something that's like the original Levi's yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. it is, you always go back to that. And because, obviously, Steve was there... From the start, mm. and and it only became and, it, and I, I never call it. Obviously, I don't call it the famous back four. It was just yeah. my mates and it, yeah, yeah. the back four. And Dave Seaman always gets the ump because he doesn't get a mention, yeah, so I yeah, always yeah. have to put him in. You know, oh, yeah, I knew yeah. goalie. It's one of them. <laughs> um, but the original is is bold was always in there. But I mean, Martin played more games than than Boldy in that position. You know, over the period of our careers, mm. so he does get left out a little bit and uh, but it's the original is there I can, I've got the picture of him, I've got the picture at home actually and the picture we had because we when we won the double in 98 and we had all the trophies there yeah. and we had the charity shield and everything we're doing the photo shoot before the start of the season yeah I just had this I saw the trophies and I went oh god and I knew I retired in 2002 and in 98 I thought I'm not going to have too many years left. Yeah, I want a picture of the back four with the tr- the, the three trophies were there. Yeah. So how, how often we might get beat next year mm. and lose it, and we did. Um, and so I thought, right. So everyone was milling around, and I went to the photographer. I said, "Can you take a picture of the back four with the?" So, but I was on. I was obviously a little bit conscious that Martin was there as well, and Boldy was kind of. Right. So it was like, how am I going to do this? So it's. Everyone was milling into the dressing room to sort of go and get changed and then go home and we're on the pitch at Highbury. So it was perfect setting. And uh, so I was like, right, lads. So I went round and sort of gave it <laughs> says, I, I, want, I want a picture. Just wait till Martin gets down and then we'll get a quick picture. So we got so we got the trophies. He he wandered down. I've got one of the lads. I said, take him down the dressing room. So yeah. you want to, you know, got him, got him out of the way, bless him. It wouldn't have looked right with a... It just wouldn't have, You know, yeah. the picture would have been wrong if there'd yeah. been five of us there. Yeah. So um, 
so we sort of he went down the thing so the photography got to be quick one snap done so we got the trophies we all went on our haunches and I've got the picture at home it's an amazing picture but as we've done that you know flipping <laughs> parlours like yeah. so Ray sees us and he goes so he goes running down the tunnel <laughs> Because Martin, Martin, the back four having a picture, they want you out. So Martin comes running out. By that time, it snapped when it all walked off. But he come out and he was like that. He was like, so, you know, and he kind of, did they do it? Yeah. Did they not do it? So I, I, he can never come to my house because he'll see the picture. Okay. On the side. Well, he's he's blown up as well on the side. He would have killed us as well. Wow. Found, I'm going to find out now, yeah, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. <laughs> well, look, you know, we, we talk about it and it is, it is the renown of being the most famous back four in English, in English football. But... What made it so formidable? Why, why was you so good? George, George Graham, that, you know, it, it all boils down to his vision of, of how he wanted to, for a team to play. Um, hand-picking, I say hand-picking, going out and trying to find yeah. some talent in the mm. lower leagues because he wanted to change the, the, uh, the philosophy at Arsenal. It got a little bit soft. He got players in there that he, he wasn't, too keen about and the ironic thing about it was he was called the stroller you know as, as a player I've, I've George, heard that yeah. well, he was a bit of a bit of a attacking sort of yeah attention. and he wondered you know he, he wouldn't be tracking yeah. back he really? wouldn't be defending he was kind of like that sort of strolling around the pit he's a good player yeah. um, but the complete opposite of what he, how he tried to build a, how, how he tried to build a team and the okay. base that he wanted to do it was Don Howard, a lot of influence. Brilliant. Um, yeah, Don Howard oh. was a brilliant coach. And, and the, the Arsenal way for him was to, to build a, um, a base on a goalkeeper and a back four. So without George going out and picking, you know, he picked Nigel first, got him, seen the hunger. And it was all about hunger, desire, you know. Mm. Hunger, desire. He had to have some ability, obviously. But it was it was more about what was in there than, than what was in your feet. And so if he mm. could, could, could mould... Of four to be better than four individuals, then that was it. and the amount of work we'd done was it was ridiculous. When I look back on it, I go, God, it was so boring. Training. I, I, I mean, you'd have seen us, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say that. Was that? I mean, there's obviously a form of talent that was needed, but mm. it was uh, it seemed so telepathic mm. at times. But was that literally just hours and hours of drill? Because you watch it from the sideline, the yeah. like step up, the arms go yeah, up. But the the thing is with with it, we played a way that enabled us to be to not move out of positions mm. because George was all... And, and i never forget the first time I signed, came down to Highbury, it was a Tuesday, we were in the gym and uh, in the JBC gym bit, we were doing... It was, it was February, so yeah. it was frozen yeah. pitches and all that lot. So we were in the gym and we had a little five-a-side and da-da-da and then we played a little bit of pattern of play. And I was a full-back, attacking full-back. That's, that's the vision I had of myself. I wasn't particularly brilliant at defending, but I would get forward. And that's how I got spotted, because I used to score five or six goals a season. Yeah. I had sort of blonde hair. You could see me on a pitch. and I was quite quick. So I, I took the eye a little bit. But I didn't really know how to defend. And when I first played in that training session on a Tuesday, George kept, every time I went to close someone down, and Dave Rocastle was playing on my side, and I was, every time I went to close someone down, he kept saying, in, in. Mm. He kept saying, in. And I was like, why does he keep shouting, in? Yeah. What does that mean? Oh, we show inside here, and I said, well, I don't. I didn't know what that meant. Right. Show inside. What do you mean? Well, when the winger's coming towards you, don't show him down the line. Show him inside, and that's the complete opposite. Because I was quick, I wanted him down the yeah. line, yeah. slide tackle, bit like Wambasaka, yeah. big slide tackle, yeah. never get beat, that yeah. type of thing. And George is like, if you get beat, the first thing he said to me, if you get beat down the outside, I'll find you a week's wages. Really? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? And he went, 
when the ball, Alan Smith closes the fullback down, he shows inside. If he if he gets beat, then Dave Rocastle goes to the to the next one, shows inside. So your strength, so you make the pitch really yeah. mm. narrow yeah, when yeah. you haven't got it, and then when you've got it, you expand. Yeah, right. So he and, and Pat Rice, Stuart Houston, the rule is all in the head, inside, inside, inside. Mm. So you it's, and that's the exact opposite from a defender's point of view that I was taught. Mm. So I was now running on the outside of so yeah. Paul, you're the winger going down there I would, yeah. I would come and stand here yeah. and so show you in there so the centre half comes up yeah. and then you go I've got to go again and then Nigel would press you in from <clears> this <throat> side and you'd end up coming down the middle where yeah. all your strength is we'd win the ball go like that so if you went down the outside yeah the first it's like a coaching session now. Yeah. not that I'm a coach but <laughs> this I'm, this bit I do know yeah. so if if you beat me down the outside yeah. and I'm the centre half here yeah. where am I going now as a centre half you beat the full back and go there I'm turning round yeah. and I'm going back to me yeah. Yeah. and he said I want my two centre halves to be showing my goalkeeper their shirt numbers all of the time mm. so they never ever turn and go back to the goal because then the cross comes in it's where you score a goal yeah. so yeah. always squeezing them in and pushing them out and that was that was a lesson that I never forgot and it was the, that's the basis of how we defended yeah. and so everyone goes oh you're brilliant offside trap we didn't play offside we never played yeah. offside yeah. we just held a line and let the stupid thick centre forwards yeah and midfield players <laughs> run offside because they're so keen. We just go show inside, pressure on the ball, and if a forward makes a run, yeah, we just hold our line. You never saw us run up. No. You saw us stand there yeah. and go, stupid, he's offside. And that's, yeah. how, that's what we did. So you talk there about centre-halves. Obviously, you had, at the heart of that defence, yeah. Tony Adams, captain... What was it like playing alongside him? Because you saw there about... What, drunk or sober? Oh, well, both sides then, really. <laughs> he was, he was <laughs> well, he was... Going into that dressing room the first morning was probably the scariest thing I've ever done in my football career. Because I'd come from Stoke and I signed on a Tuesday morning and I walked in, they were training at Highbury, as I said. And as I walked in the dressing room, David O'Leary came towards me and he goes, welcome aboard, David O'Leary. He was like... Yeah. I was like, oh my God... Tony Adams was standing there and I knew about Tony just from looking at, you know, games and thinking, I'm going to the Tony Adams, he's a kid and he's a captain, he must be. And he just walked towards me. Still really, Tony was always really sort of young-faced and um, and kind of looked like a, a kid in a man's body, if you like. Yeah. Um, and, he, and he was just like loud, 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 you know, in your face and it was like, scary as anything because I was thinking God he's played a million games already yeah. he's a kid Kenny Sansom came up so it was really scary and if he would give me said to me you can leave now and go back to Stoke I would have give you as much money as I had to mm. leave because I was so scared and I was like right so I'm going to have to play with these people so you'd start understanding characters and straight away Tony you would, you would straight away go England captain wow. and because of his just his presence and he was very much into his, um, you know, and, and he won't, he won't uh, have a go at me for saying, but he was very much into his drinking yeah. lifestyle, even though we didn't know it mm, was yeah. as bad as it was. But that was a culture back then as well. Yes, it was yeah. a drinking culture. And, and so, you know, the first, for the week after I signed, we went to, George Graham went, oh, we're going to uh, Marbella next week. And I was like, <laughs> what for? And he went, oh, just a little break, you know, winter training. I was like, wow. 
that's cool, isn't it? I'm Marbella, I've never been there. <laughs> go to Marbella, and I was like sitting in this bar looking at them all going, oh, this is Arsenal Football Club, they are just smashing it up, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. from a drinking point of view. Yeah. George would come in and say, right, we're training tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, and the lads would go, yes. And I said, well, we've got to train tomorrow, so why we... No, it was 10 o'clock. Yeah. You know, if he'd have said seven o'clock in the morning, it, you know, we'd still be coming in. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, whoa, this is... And I, I'm not a massive drinker. Tried to hold my own yeah. in the first couple of nights. It was a very bad mistake. So, and, so do you think that culture was just as important as the talent? That, I mean, that got you points? Because I always think, and yeah. oh, you might be the same, that yeah. team spirit that you get in a dressing room, whether it's going to be going mm-hmm. out with the lads or, you know, socialising, that gets you just as many points, or not just as many, but it'll get you no. points along yeah. the way. Was that, I, I, like I, same I, I honestly think, and, I, and if you take the alcohol out of it, I, I think, and that's part of the bonding thing, it yeah. was mm-hmm. back then. That's why Martin didn't really fit in, because Martin didn't drink. So when he was at Arsenal, he, you know, the lads would go, right, going for a drink tonight, we'll go in here. You'd go, oh, better go, because I want to be with the lads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be one of the lads. So you'd have a few beers. Martin would like, I know I'm, I'm, I'll have a water or something. And the lads yeah. used to go, what's up with him? Yeah. Something wrong with him, because he wasn't drinking. I mean, how warped is that? Mm. But in those days, it was kind of like part of our togetherness. And, the, you know, the nights going out in Marbella and all that lot, and you, under, you get to see the other side of a player when he's yeah. relaxing or whatever. Tony was the opposite. We didn't really know. We we knew he was the one, the last one. Uh, well, he wasn't actually the last. He'd go somewhere else, or you'd end up going out, and he would come in a lot later than anyone. And the next mm. morning, you think, "Wow, we didn't drink that much, did we?" Yeah. But he'd been drinking a lot more, yeah. you know, at another place that we didn't go to. Or um, so from that, I never forget. We used to, and I, I tell this story, and he he, he always says, well, "Was that right?" And I went, "Do you ask Baldy and Nigel?" But we we'd play. We'd go out on a Tuesday on a, the Tuesday club and everyone thinks, oh, you used to go out every Tuesday and get smacked. No, yeah. we, we went out once a month. Yeah. yeah, If that, if there was no midweek game, it wasn't like yeah. it was a regular thing. Yeah. It was for Tony, but we didn't know yeah, that yeah. at the time. And we, uh, we'd go out on a Tuesday and we'd go to TGI Fridays or something and have a few beers and a bit of lunch and then sort of seven, eight o'clock, I'd be like, we've been there since one, I'm going home. You know, yeah. wife and kids at home and I'd train in a couple of days next day was Wednesday I'll be playing golf yeah. so day off so we'd, we'd do that I'd come in <clears> Thursday morning and a taxi would pull up as I'm getting out of my car and Tony would be in the back of the ca- ta- taxi and the taxi driver would say take him in you know and he'd been out wow. all day on the Wednesday so we'd be like wow oh so yeah he's you know he's had a big night out so we'd then go into training Tony uh, the gaffer would see him and go get in you we'd have Tottenham on the Saturday he'd train an hour on the sun on the Friday, hardly anything. Mm. Play on the Saturday. Me, Boldy, and Nigel would be t- sweeping up all his mistakes, and he'd make the odd good tattle, and the crowd would go, "Yeah." And we'd be like, "I look at Boldy, and I go, Geez, this is hard work looking after him on the pitch on the Saturday." Yeah. Two minutes before the end of the game, the sponsor to go and today is Matt and Match. It's Tony <laughs> Adams. How has he done that? You know, he get man of the match every week, and that that was him playing and drinking. And then he, when he stopped, when he stopped drinking, he turned into this completely different human being. Yeah. And, it, and he's twenty six years sober now, yeah. which is an amazing thing. He um, talking, I, I was in my first England squad with Tony, and uh, yeah, and yeah, and he. Um, he stopped drinking and similar to you Leo I walked onto the coach and it was like probably the most scariest thing because I'm talking it was like yeah, it, it was wasn't it was Shearer yeah. 
Yeah. Tony yeah. Adams, Paul Wintz, like, yeah. I had these posters Big of them on my wall men. three years before and now I'm walking and there's one seat left that is next to Tony oh. and I'm thinking oh fuck <laughs> so I'm like alright so and he, he pulled this paper out it must have, I'd never seen a paper that big like the Financial Times or something yeah. like that so now that's tight the coaches are so yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm, about, I'm on the edge of the seat and he, he beckoned me over to sit down and just started, started chatting to me for, so he's like he's a natural captain isn't he yeah. he must have recognised I was like oh fuck where do I sit <laughs> So it was nice that he beckoned me over, but I had about two inches to sit on the thing because this fucking paper was about three <laughs> metres long. And he's reading it and he's like, he's chatting to me about what's going on in the paper. And I'm going, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, oh, just get me to the training ground, just get my boots on quickly. But he was yeah. brilliant. He's the safest place on the yeah. pitch. Yeah. yeah. Just, come off it. just yeah. before we move on, uh, one quick story about Tony as well. When I got called over to the first team training, mm-hmm. um, Pat Rice used to run over if they had an injury and then yeah. you, he'd see him run over and you go, what, some, one of us is going to get yeah, called yeah. over. Siddy, come over, you go. So I go, go, yeah, okay. So you're jogging over. Hey, go, right, come and give it the first team now. Blah, blah. Go over there. Bibs are getting out. Yeah, Bib on. Tony goes, so you're the one that they, uh, they keep talking about. And I went, yeah, he went, don't fuck it up then. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I was like, oh, bloody hell. But you like carrying inside with his drinking and it's stopping... That was when obviously Arsene Wenger came in, wasn't mm. it? So how was it going from that era when Arsene came in and changed that philosophy for yeah. the nutrition, the diet? Did you did you kind of take to it early or did it take a bit of time getting, no, getting used I th- to it? I think I, I always say this, it was a perfect storm for Arsene to come into mm. based on where we'd been with George, yeah. how successful we've been, the, the the demise of George and, and you know, and it wasn't a nice way for him to leave. And then there was a bit of a transitional period with Bruce Rio coming in yeah. for a yeah. year. And I and I, and Bruce, it, I didn't get Bruce. Bruce didn't get the club, I don't think. And I and it didn't. You could see it wasn't working. He he changed this. It didn't work because he played played with three at the back. Yeah, yeah. So and he pushed me and Nigel as wing backs. I kept looking at Nigel, going, <laughs> "How much running do you have to do?" <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I used to run up and down the pitch from yeah. box to box and never touch the ball. Yeah, because yeah. I'd be against their full back and all. Yeah, and I was, yeah, yeah. It's just a, a really difficult position and, and yeah. a lot of work for not a lot of, you know, I enjoyed defending and then springing into defend. I didn't yeah. uh, attack. I didn't want to be an attacker doing the odd bit of defending because yeah, that wasn't yeah. my game. That's what you do as a wing back. You don't yeah. you have to cover the centre half. Mm. The modern day full backs, it's a di- different yeah. role yeah. completely. Completely. I mean, even, I'll... Now, even now with, you know, like Liverpool and those two pushing right, they yeah. play really high. Um so I w- sorry, I would like and know like the Chelsea game, you know, like with Rich James and Alonso playing. Yeah. I would say they're doing more of the role that I did as yeah. winger in a four-three-three. Mm. Yeah, in terms of the flight, it's more attacking. Yeah, and then it, no, absolutely. Yeah. And because you've got those, you know, midfield players are always given you know numbers now. Always yeah. an eight, is a yeah. ten, he's yeah. a, oh no, he's whatever. And yeah. it just drives me mental. Yeah. You know, and I hear people talking about it. And I, you know, all the midfield players I play with and the great ones who would be great now, yeah. regardless mm. of eras and all that lot, mm. played everywhere. Roy Keane mm. played everywhere, scored goals, stopped yeah. goals. Yeah. Patrick Vieira, Petit, they all did midfield, which is in the middle mm. of the park, yeah. as yeah. you know, yeah. doing everything. So you're talking about yeah. George Graham when he was, you know, inside, inside. What, yeah. what, did Wenger stick with that? Or was right, he, yeah, that's a good did point. He, did no, because he, he, he's proper switched on, mm. Arsene. And he's not the best coach I've ever been as really? a coach. He's not. No, it's the wrong thing to say. He's a brilliant coach, but he doesn't coach like like you would imagine a coach to be, yeah. like George was. George was a shifter of you go. This is how we're playing. You're not in the right position. You should do this, this, and this. Yeah. And and move and stop training and go. Yeah. 
Nigel, you should be there now and give you a mm. telling off and give you instructions. Yeah. Arsene's not like... Arsene is a co- he's, a, he's kind of like more cerebral in as much as he goes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create a pitch like that mm. and I'm going to go, here's the players that I want to play in the team. Yeah. Put them on the pitch. There's a pattern of play to a certain extent. We're playing four four. He was a four four two guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to play four four two, but he would never. He never said one word to me or Ashley Cole or anybody about where to go and yeah. what to do. He, he put just, a lot of trust in you. Didn't yeah, he? he just go and just go. And, he said to me. He used to say to me, "Go and play." And I mm. used to go. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? He goes, just go and just do what you think's right because he mm. trusted. Yeah. He, came, he as I said, perfect storm because he came and he had a goalkeeper and a back line yeah. that could play with their eyes closed. And he and he he was going to come and change us all, yeah. move us all out because he doesn't like players over thirty. Yeah. And I was thirty-two when he came. Mm. Yeah. And he looked at me and he went. He said. He said to me. He goes. I was thinking of you know you're not going to be able to play at this level yeah. and much longer. And I played six years for him. Yeah. I was thirty-eight when I retired. Yeah, wow. and and so those six. And he goes, wow. you, "You surprised me because I was surprised how good a footballer you were. I thought yeah. you were just you'd all hold on to each other like that as a yeah. back four, and that'd be it. But yeah. we because he gave us the freedom to go yeah. now, go and play. I mean, I used to get the ball, Coley, and I, I used to get the ball, and I used to go. I don't know who to pass to. There were so many options. Really? As wow. opposed to the, the opposite of, <laughs> of Nigel when he went to yeah. West Ham. And gone, <laughs> I don't know what to do because I've got no options. You've just got the ball and I've got Patrick who come running to what I get the ball yeah. off, off, uh, off Martin Keown and I'd open myself up and Ray Parler would go spin in the arc yeah. on that ball. Yeah. Dennis had come short yeah. and I'd go, oh, Dennis nice. Bergkamp, I've got to get it to Dennis. And then Thierry Henry had been making an even better run behind him. I'd go, oh, that's one. And then Patrick would come running towards me going, shouting, get us the ball. Get... And I'd be like, oh, I've got to give it him. Wow. Yeah, so I'd give it him and then, he, and then he'd get it. And the other three would moan at me and I'd go, yeah. right, I'll give it to Dennis next time. Yeah. It was so easy. Do you think he took? Sorry, Tilly. Do you think he took that for granted? Like as his career at Arsenal, he had that base yeah. for the first six eight years, and you just won trophies. Mm-hmm. And obviously, George had, you know, he coached you yeah. within an inch of your life. Do you reckon? Because he never quite got a, a solid back four. I know Sol came in, and there was, yeah. and he just seamlessly went in. And obviously, Ashley, yeah. he'd come through the youth. But do you think after that era, he never really captured that? Well, was he I, capable I, of coaching a back four? Yeah, it, no, no. I don't think I don't. That's I don't think he, he is, and that's why yeah. he got lucky as such. Yeah. That's the right word, of getting honest. But mm. having said that, I have to then remind myself that he gave Ash his chance, yeah. as in, right, you're... And, he be, and actually, mm. without... In, and I'm a full-back, I've got mm. an opinion on him, mm. became the best left-back in the world yeah. at the time. Yeah. I, when he was at his peak, there was nobody better. Yeah. Yeah. He learned how to play left-back off Tony Adams. Yeah. Arsene yeah. Wenger never said one word to him, yeah. just go... This is what you do to be the best. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he doesn't know. He doesn't know how to become the best. What he knows is that Tony Adams knows how to coach him. So let yeah. Tony coach him. That's brilliant, isn't it? I was going to come on to the, the rivalry of United because, you know, yeah. you were so successful during them years, as was United. But how fierce was that rivalry? I mean, when you got to them games, did yeah. you feel the tension build from the sort of Monday to the, to the, to the game day? Yeah, um, you put pressure on yourself because you you yeah. you know you read the papers and you know you always say don't read the papers but people do and you get the sense of what's going on Sky Sports is all yeah. over it so you can feel it building mm. but the brilliant thing was that Wenger and Ferguson 
had this thing going on, which was so brilliant for the players because yeah. it mm. deflected. Everyone's like, forgot about us. We can train Monday to Friday and the game's yeah. on a Saturday. Them two are at it. Loggerheads every day in the papers. Yeah. Who who do you think got the better of the mind games there? Uh, Sir Alex could not deal with really Arsene to begin with. Yeah, because he 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 had a new way about him. The way he talked, the way he mm. kind of you know flippantly just sort of said things. And it, mm. the mind games between the two of them, because there's no one better than Sir Alex at mm. dropping the right mm. word in the right yeah. time to yeah. put pressure on someone. Arsene didn't care, so he was like. What? So it didn't work, and then all yeah. of a sudden, you could see Sir Alex sort of getting a little bit. I, I think over time you would say that I think Wenger kind of got him, and then then Sir Alex yeah. responded, and then the end. Mm. And they, they ended up being they hated each other at, during the the height of it all. But I think they, they've grown to be. They've done seminars together. They, yeah. they do speeches together. I think they've become really. Yeah. Once that the pressure's off, that happens a lot, and you respect them for for yeah. who they are. I think, but mm. when they, when you're when you're going at it, the rivalry is is, is so big yeah. that. But the players kind of got shielded from that until the game started. So, so when it when it it comes to the end of Arsenal's era, mm. and there was that sort of anger out campaign, do you think that was ill judged in comparison to what he'd done with Arsenal, or do you think it was deserved? No, I think. It's, it's, it was a very difficult period of time, and I was working. You know, I'm working the media, so and I love him to bits. You know, I've got so much respect for him, and I love everything he's done. But I think he's, you know, if you sit down and he's privately now and had a chat with him, he'd probably agree with you that maybe when they won the FA Cup against Hull, that was a good time to yeah. go. Yeah, because he was just starting. But he's so his intelligence and, and how worldly he is kind of got dampened down by his his love of the club and wanting mm, not yeah. to go out when it was kind of on the down. Yeah. He wanted yeah. you just won the FA Cup. Yeah, but you know, he was all about the league and it was all yeah. about competing at that real top level. And the FA Cup's a lovely thing to have, mm. but it's not it's not what you're judged by. You're judged by how you finish in the Premier League mm. as far as he's concerned. He always said that. And George said the same thing. They all say it's the league, it's the league, yeah. it's the league. Um Obviously, that's changed a little bit now with Pep because he's like Champions League, Champions yeah. League, Champions League. Yeah. But he, yeah, he definitely, I think, would have said I should have gone earlier. And it was hard in for us, you know, talking in the media because I, you know, but I had to say I think he should have gone earlier. Yeah, saying that to someone you respect so much. Mm. Oh, so you want him to be sacked? Mm. You know, do I? Have, do you have to say it like that? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I never call for anybody to be sacked, but. So look, let's let's go on to current Arsenal. Uh, they had a bad. How long have you got? Uh, well, they had a bad. they had a bad start to the season. They defending wise, awful yeah. Yeah. Uh, injuries. Climb up the table now. What's your thoughts on the Arteta appointment and how it's going with him now? I was always cautious about him because of his experience. Yeah. Even though working under such a brilliant coach in Pep has obviously put him in good stead in lots of ways, but. Managing a club, and I talk as if I've been a manager. I'm not. I would imagine managing, and I know the managing day to day aspects of, of running a football club because you can see you're in it, and when you're playing, and you can see how much stuff's going on, and the stuff that they're doing on an hourly basis that nobody sees mm. at home. We know because we see it. We see the manager you know, going to his office with his head buzzing, mm. and he's in there for all afternoon, and you, they don't see that at home. You just no. see him turn up on a Saturday, get beat, and go. You shouldn't be out. You're rubbish. Yeah. So, um, so I was a little bit cautious. I know he's a 
I know he's a really good coach. You know, the feedback I've got from people at the club say he's coaching, he's, he's training, he's brilliant, they love all that. And so mm. players will only learn from that. Um, and I think the management side of when things are not going well is the thing he's learning. You know, the plan B and all of that mm. lot when, when his way of playing, because it's so difficult to get his ideas over so quickly in this in this modern era where if you lose three games on the trot like they did and they were bottom of the league, everyone's going, get him out. You know, yeah. it's like... Because you've got... Not only you've got to carry on working, you've you've now got the added pressure of people going, you're rubbish, get out. So you've got that to deal with. It's hard enough to deal with, uh, we've lost three on the trot, what, how yeah. are we going to get win three on the trot? Yeah. You've also got people going, you're rubbish. So you, you've, had, you've got added yeah. pressures. So you have to keep that bubble with the players and that trust. And I think he's... He's really good with his players. Yeah. How he he doesn't throw any under no. the bus, and he's very um, strong in that way. So it's a it's a pro a project. I'm I'm obviously a lot happier than I was, and you're seeing things now start to develop. But I am yeah. very cautious when I go. Oh, they're back. They're there. when you know media wants instant course. they're going to win the yeah. league they're going to be top six they're going to be top four they're going to do yeah. this but I'm always a bit more cautious you mentioned trust there do you think it was right for the board to stick with him because there was a point where he was probably on a, on a knife edge wasn't what, he what, what do you think of um, Edu as well in that role sporting director you played with Edu yeah yeah. brilliant player um, lovely guy yeah. came from you know South American football where I, mean, I was like, right, I don't know whether he knows. You know, it's going to take him a while to get to know yeah, yeah. the system and, and the the people that you have to deal with, not just agents, but the people within other clubs. He mm. didn't know any of them. So building those relationships, you'll know yeah, that he yeah, needs yeah. to know his equivalent at a club and have a, re- have a relationship. That doesn't come overnight. So when he's yeah. picking the phone up yeah. and going, oh, you know, what about this player? What about this player? And Rather than it just being agents doing that, yeah. he needs that... Yeah. connection so it'll take a while for that to build so you know I think that his relationship um, now with Arteta and how how the club and Vinay and how the and, and Josh Cronkier and all of that lot is getting better yeah. we're seeing improvements yeah. we're seeing better but if you lose four games on the trot everyone's going right everybody out again change it mm. all so you're, all, you're always results based and that's why this game now being a manager nowadays is probably the most difficult yeah. it's ever been because you don't get time when you talk about recruitment one of them has been Aaron Ramsdale probably just seen save of the season I mean Good is team. he do you, would he be tipped for England number one I've already texted Gareth and said get him in really yeah. I haven't <laughs> I don't want Jordan Pickford <laughs> ringing me up now. <laughs> it's all about opinions, and and you know I, the, I did two Arsenal games recently, and it's different, especially with goalkeepers for me because they're not on camera very often unless they're mm. doing something. So when I'm doing commentary or radio or something like that, and I've got a bit of downtime, I'm always looking off the ball mm. just to see what's going on. You don't see that on the TV if you're watching mm. the game, and I hadn't seen an awful lot of him live, and I was watching him. He's so on it. Is he? He's so on the game. And his distribution, yeah. you see him ping a ball on the telly and you go, oh, he's pinged a ball to there. Mm. When you see it in real life, in real time, and you see the gaps he's knocked it in and how accurate he is with his... Pa- he's, I mean, he can kick a ball better than I can. Well, I've had a new knee, so yeah. I, might <laughs> get, I might be able to take him, take him now. But he, his distribution, I've been 
superbly yeah. impressed with him. And I know yeah, Dave yeah. Seaman, obviously my best mate, he's going in at the moment and doing some work with the young goalkeepers wow. at Arsenal. He's been invited in to look at the kids and he's been there a few times now and he's had chats with with him and he said, really impressive character. And he said he's been watching some of his training and he said, obviously Dave's going back to an era when they used to stand there with a, with a cap on and just yeah, stand there and not yeah. move about. He said some of his ladder work and his feet work, he said he can't even see his feet, they're just a blur. <laughs> wow. And he said, oh, went, are a different oh, oh, God, imagine Dave doing that. Yeah. <laughs> no disrespect, he was a brilliant goalie, but he said the actual footwork and stuff they're doing in training, he's like widened his eyes. So I think he's a hugely impressive character. Well, something else that's impressive at the moment, Emil Smith-Rowe oh. scored four and two assists in the last seven games. I mean, how right, well? Stato. How well? <laughs> he's, how... he's on the ball, kick, though, isn't he? He stepped into this. He's an altar cue behind me. Hang on. <laughs> I mean, how how well has he done, and how highly? I mean, it's hard to put pressure. I mean, yeah. you know about pressure coming through and it being at a young age, but yeah. it's hard not to talk about him, isn't it? I mean, yeah, you just... crumbled when that pressure was on. Could you just explain? <laughs> I mean, explain, just try, well, explain to us, I mean, first of all, what it's like to come through young yeah. at, a, at a big club, profile yeah. with pressure on you and to deliver at the same time um, as well. well the thing is, the difference with me in my journey was the, the, the pressure came before I'd even kicked a ball. It yeah. was strange and it was a different era because it was yeah. news, of, it was pre-press, wasn't it? Yeah. With Emil, like, I think what he's, what's helped him is there's an abundance of talent all over the country. So we can't mm. just go, oh, you know, yeah. Rooney's coming through now, let's all pin our ropes on him mm. or... Or someone else is coming through. There's, been, there's so many. Foden, he just yeah. fell into that bracket. Foden, Grealish, Madison, Sancho, Hudson Odoi, mm. and he's like, it's, pick, take your pick of all of them. I mm. think he's incredible. I think he travels with a ball as good as anyone yeah. in the league. Yeah. Where do you think his best position is? Um, I like him. I like him off the left of a front three, mm-hmm. or as a. Or as a 10, yeah. one of them two. But the thing is, Dico, no, when, when I was playing, that was the thing that was labelled at me. What position do you play in? Well, I played throughout my career, I played left of a four, centre of a four, left, right of a four, left of a front three, right of a front I played all over the place. But yeah. now that's seen as a strength. And I think Smith Rowe's one of them players. Yeah. Like all of them, Hudson Odoi can play everywhere, Sancho can, Grealish can. He can play anywhere. Yeah. And nowadays, because the f- tactics, so fluid in the movement yeah. attacking I think it's just you You have to be able to do that you can't just be a one do you think, do you think that the way that coaching is now that um, that these lads are getting that experience of playing because when we yeah. when we were when I'm sorry I'm a lot older than you but when yeah. I was you know it was like what are you are you the fullback yeah. that was it you know and I, I played fullback yeah. and the midfield players you're playing two, are you central midfield or you're a winger so mm. you were I think the game now the way that the coaches are kind of moving around certainly Pep and Pep stands out more than anyone of, of being able to go just go and play there you yeah. know? and that, that must help as a kid that, I, I, well being in the academy for that for that year at Chelsea opened my eyes into how good tactically like I was I remember doing a session with the 12 year olds and 13 year olds and and, and they, the rotations they were doing and they oh. understood you know like all the buzzwords that we think they're yeah. buzzwords four and eight or six and, yeah. but you tell them and it works like yeah. they're bang right I'm a four now so they're, then they're getting the ball right. on the half turn and then an eight and then they box what would, the box. They, what would they say if you said to them you're an eight a ten a four and a six what, what would they do then they just <laughs> they do it they bang like, yeah. and they just all, got it because they'd be one roller yeah <laughs> <laughs> then they wouldn't know what to do. Then they'd have to get DVDs of the yeah. 80s to watch us so how to play midfield. But no, I, I think Smith, I'm, 
I love the kid. I think he's different yeah. class. And and <clears throat> big pressure on him, CD, uh, because I think he's becoming the um, the focal point of that team. The sort of yeah. you know and that's 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 hard to take yeah. as a youngster because yeah. it's, it's right. Just going, he just at the moment he's going out and playing. But I reckon within two months, it may be even now is happening. The the Arsenal punters are looking at him to make the difference mm. when things are going wrong. Yeah, that's when the pressure's going to really hit him when he becomes the. What's the word? The icon and the, yeah. the club. Yeah. Or the, yeah. Yeah. You know? At the moment, they could still look to a Bama Yang or, or one of mm. the big names. Yeah. But sooner or later, it's, it's changing. Though, it's changing. Though. I mean, Saka was getting that label mm. about him being, you know, you've got to carry the team, and he took a lot. Mm. He did brilliantly well to to go through that period of last season yeah. where everyone was going, and then Smithrow got in because mm. of injuries, and he was mm. probably not ready, and, and then all of a sudden, he, he played in the team, and everyone went, "Wow!" Yeah, and Arteta went, oh, "What?" Stumble across something yeah. here a little yeah. bit, so keep him in. Yeah, but he, I think he's managing him is 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 his next ta- yeah. is Arteta's next task. Is yeah. as you quite rightly said. You speak about focal point. Uh, Emil Smith Rowe. Uh, he is the focal point for this week's Coral odds. So for this uh, Arsenal's match this Sunday against Watford, he is one hundred and fifty to one to score a hat trick uh, against Watford. Decent, very what? good. Uh, great odds yeah. great odds um, Mason Mount attacking midfielder scored one last week so yeah. Yeah. or if you're the pessimist and you might like this one Dicko you can have 7-1 well, to one. That, right? <laughs> you, well because you're, <laughs> no, back no, four, no, no, no. you're the 7-1 seven, seven to one if you think it'd be 1-0 to the Arsenal oh right he loves that, that score, score. <laughs> oh, 1-0 to the Arsenal I get what? royalties every time that song <laughs> is on <laughs> the radio well you've, you had plenty of them didn't you right let's move it on Premier League Listen, points dropped on the weekend. Liverpool yeah. dropped points. Man City dropped points. Who are you tipping for the title? Cool. We're going straight uh, into it. Straight into You want me number one? Oh, you're number one. I, I don't think I can pick it right now. But I'm a City fan, born yes. and bred. Yeah. Obviously, Arsenal taking over, but and they're not going to win it. So. Just quickly, one word answer. When oh, they sorry. when they played no no when they played each other when they played <laughs> each other no 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 what, no when they played each other paid by the hour when they played each other Arsenal Man City Arsenal or now oh you, so you win Arsenal to win all every day right okay. every day of the week back on it who's winning the league that's more than one one word yeah. uh, oh, Liverpool look look awesome at the moment I can't rule Chelsea out but I'm going to go Man City he can't back. He, can't, he wants to back Chelsea that's what he wants I can't, to I can't but he can't as an Arsenal even man. if they were Chelsea like will 20 win the league. I'm throwing it out there now Chelsea will win the league yeah mate I just they're, they're so strong Dicker. I've watched them every game they're not even conceding goals and, and you know this, this man knows about how important yeah. the defence is to win a title yeah. and they are the strongest defence by a mile they'll, they'll, they'll yeah, no, I, can't, I, I can't argue well but, you're, you're mm. a City fan yeah Big game this weekend, the Manchester derby. Yeah, City versus United. Where do you think that's going to swing? Well, obviously he got away with it again last night. Um, United. I think City. Uh, Ollie's in that position now where he's he's had a he's had a little resurgence with the change mm. of system, and he'll do, he'll have to do that again at the weekend. Mm. Um, Varane's got an injury, so will he be okay? It's touch and go, but I think City will have more than enough to beat him. But it's it's. United can win any, every single game they play in yeah. because they've got uh, they've got people that can score goals and it could all click. So yeah. that, that could happen at any point. Yeah. But if you actually said, well, how they play, you know, they're conceding goals, the midfield mm. doesn't excite anybody and they've got them up front and logic would say that they'll get beat against the big teams because of how open they are. So I think City will beat them quite easily. Well, 
Coral odds on that game for the Manchester derby. If you think Manchester United will win 3-0 and Ronaldo will score first, Coral will give you odds of 160 to 1. Not enough. Coral, Coral <laughs> not enough. <laughs> it's like Christmas for Coral at the moment. Uh, oh, well, I, I don't think that's too bad. Ronaldo, he's in To win 3-0. To win 3-0, Ronaldo to score first. Right, okay. No, not for you? Not for me, that one. But there but might be some that want it. Somebody will love that. Right, moving on. We're going to play the Coral Football Super Series game. Uh, I'm oh, going to no. ask you both four simple questions about West Ham Liverpool uh, this Sunday. <laughs> uh, quick fire questions. Here we go. Who will win the match? Draw. It's Liz- is, it, is it at West Ham? It's at West Ham. Sorry. It's West Ham Liverpool. It's at, it's at West, it says West Ham first, so... Yeah. Draw. City. Draw. West Ham, yeah. good form. Liverpool. Who will score first? Liverpool. Who will score... A goal scorer? Salah. Salah for Liverpool? Antonio. Antonio. <laughs> um, this one is. Do we, we ever get any stats off this one? How many corners? Both teams. How many corners in the game? How many corners in the go- game? I'm going to go nine. Yeah, that's... 11. You always say 11. <laughs> <laughs> you always say it. Has he got have one, I got right, one yet? right yet? I must have got one right. How many players will get carded? Yellow or red cards? West five. Liverpool? Could be five. Four. Five and four. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, people at home, remember, you can play along. Head over to coral.co.uk. Answer uh, questions correctly to win cash prizes, but please gamble responsibly. Next up, what really happened? So, Lee, we're going to take you back to a moment in your past. A and terrible we want to memory. know all about it. So, please tell us the day you found out Lee Dixon was going to be one of the figures on the Emirates Stadium. Oh. See, we talk about, you know, I'm very proud of what I've achieved and the medals and all that lot. But that's the one. That's the number one for me. Really? And I've and I played a lot of games for Arsenal and being on that list that you mentioned at the start of the programme mm. is, is awesome. Wow. Winning the league, winning the FA Cup, all that stuff. But when that went up, and in fact, I get a little bit goosebumpy now when I think yeah, about... There's amazing. only th- 32 up there, I think there yeah. is. 32 players out of Arsenal's history are on that mural. So. Yeah. They might bring me down next week and change it up, but to get up there is just—I can't even put words to it. It's like I, I look at it sometimes and go, because because it, it's the back of me. You only yeah. see my shirt. Hmm. I almost want me to turn around just to make sure it's my face. You know, it's what I let, Can I just turn him round? So is that me? Are, are you saying that just, because I thought, like you're being probably modest? But you, are, you, are you trying to say you don't deserve to be up there? Because listen, you're, you've no, won, I, stuff that you've won. You're the fourth. You know, yeah, in the yeah. list of appearances, I mean, you fully deserve to to have that accolade. But I'm not. I'm. If you came in my house, you wouldn't know it was my house. As in, there's nothing really on the right. wall. And when I joked mm. about the picture, that mm-hmm. isn't on the wall. It's you know, yeah. it's in the loft somewhere. But there's a little aching thing in every yeah. ex footballer's yeah. chest that goes, "Oh, can I just play one more game? You know, can yeah, I just yeah. feel that feeling again?" Yeah. And I get that when I see that on the thing. I get, I get the the enormity of of living out everybody's dreams because mm. I mean this how lucky were we to yeah. do that it's mm. just incredible and as I get older I, I I feel that more I feel lucky to have done it and my kid one of my kids said to me uh Josh said to me uh, a few years ago now I'd retired I've been retired 19 years now wow. wow I mean how mad is that wow and it was about after 10 years or something I there was something on Sky and they showed an old game and he was in the 
he was in the house because they didn't really what they, they weren't really into the into football because yeah. when I was I retired mm. two thousand and two so they were kind of you know they weren't old enough when I was playing to be really in it mm. as kids so um, and Josh walked past the telly and I cleared one off the line or something and he went looked at me and he went you were quite good weren't you <laughs> and it kind of it just sort of hit home that yeah. he he saw me as his yeah. dad and da da da. But when I go to the Emirates and I see that, yeah. I almost look at it and go, it's not me, mm. but it reminds me, I go, and then I get the feeling yeah. of, yeah, I did. And I, I, and I don't allow myself, I don't know why, really, I don't allow myself to, um, to not enjoy it, because I did, I did but yeah. I don't, I can't be bothered with it all, with people coming up yeah. going, oh, you're, you know, you're a legend, mm. you're all... I allow it in, but it doesn't. It doesn't really resonate with me because yeah. I just yeah. every single. This is probably why I lasted so long and why I kept my performances up is because every single day that I played and every training session, and I remember it now because it was a thing in me all the time. I kept expecting someone to come in at any moment. Are you kidding? Come on. <laughs> Even to even to my last day when I played with Tony Adams in my last game I played with Tony and I, I tell this story a lot the ball went over the top and Tony just got out of position I think we were playing Everton or something and I ran back I sweeped up and yeah. helped him out rolled it back to the keeper and ran up the pitch and as I ran up the pitch it was our last game we played together as I ran up the pitch he looked at me and he went Dicko and I went what? he goes you're one hell of a fullback do you know that? Oh, that's amazing. and yeah. I went it literally hit me like a brick. And I went, yeah. Tony Adams had just said that to yeah. me. And he was my last guy. I said, you could have said it 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it took you all that time to say that. You might have been like, Kafu, you said yeah. it 10 years before. <laughs> well, look, it's been, it's been brilliant to chat. And we can just see there about you getting the sort of emotion yeah. uh, that you got. And for me, that, that, um, that figure symbolises the career that you had. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sure I speak for... Many, many Arsenal fans as well. That Not many Tottenham ones, but... Go with, like, <laughs> that you're a legend of, of, uh, of the game you. as well. So, look, thanks ever so much for coming on. Um, last time I see you, you had a, a knee going out at 90 degree angle. Yeah. You was bobbing up and down like a sniper's nightmare, as they say. Got but a new one now. Looking well now. I reckon I could chase him now. <laughs> you won't be really hard, mate. <laughs> on the golf course, golf is going yeah, well? Yeah, golf's going brilliant. New knee, no pain. Good. Uh, new lease of life, mullet, the lot. Well, what replacement? Full yeah. knee replacement. Yeah, yeah. last yeah. November. He's got another twenty yards on his drive. Apparently, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. Here I'm launching that. it as well. Yeah. Well, I'm a golfer. It's yeah, let's a, play. An avid golfer. We'll get out. Yes. So, let's listen. Play. It's been an absolute pleasure Brilliant. coming on. Thank you so much. Uh, remember, you can find us on the Joe YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcast. You have been listening to All to Play for podcast, brought to you by Joe and Coral. Thanks ever so much. We'll see you on the next one. You've been listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral.